This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to meet Scott Love, and we talked about how you can be the type of leader people love to follow. You know, there's there's one thing between just being a great manager, but there's another thing when it comes to showing up in the world as the type of leader that people just, they must follow you. They, they look up to you and they build loyalty over the long run. So if you missed that conversation on how you can start showing up as that leader, make sure you go back and check out that episode. In this episode, we're going to go into a conversation with somebody that I respect a lot. My, my journey when my income was slashed by 40% when I was in medical device sales and I knew I wanted to start a business, I heard that Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I looked up and said, all right, how many people am I surrounding myself with who are business owners who are making a massive impact in the world and delivering real security for their family? The answer was zero, which is why I had to make a change. It's why I started the Mentee Podcast and part of the reason I, I got into business with Gary and Jay eventually now that I'm in business with Gary and Jay, we've made a lot of mistakes over the last year, or I should say I have made a lot of mistakes over the last year. And, and one of them was not coming from value in everything that we do. Now that we're looking at how we can bring more value while still generating a profit for the business, there is a very specific strategy that Gary told me early on. He said, you must incorporate this into your business because no matter what happens in the economy, if you do this, your business will be bulletproof. So I'm not just building this out in our organization by winging it. I've been reaching out to the people who I consider experts in this area, who are experts at creating reoccurring revenue streams so that every single month, your job is to wake up, add value to your followers, and make them happy. Not to sell them, not to make them buy your next product, but to add value to them and just make them happy. And so we're going to go deep into how you can begin to transition your business into a membership business, bringing in reoccurring revenue. And we are going to have that conversation with somebody who has been in this business for a very long time. He has started five multi-million dollar companies. And he also happens to be a huge fan of the one thing. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Ryan Lee. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. So what was going on in your life before you discovered the one thing? Yeah, so I was I was doing the many things. I was doing um man, I, I was kind of known as the, the the entrepreneur who who could run like five or ten businesses at once. And that was like my thing. I'm like, I was the guy who could put out three products in a week and start two new businesses. At one time, I think I had like six or seven different corporations and LLCs, and I was trying to run them all. I had no system, and it was just overwhelming. It was truly overwhelming and just causing so much stress. So the one thing, and I, you know, Jeff, you and I have talked offline about this. It truly changed my life. Like it was that the minute I read, cause I had, it, it, it was one of those books that every once in a while a book comes along and everyone in the marketing and entrepreneurship space starts talking about it. And everyone's like, you got to read the one thing. I'm like, right, enough people said it. So I read it and I'm just like, the light bulb went off. I'm like I got it. And from that, from that time on, I just started cutting things out and saying, no, 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 until I got to like literally the one thing, like with my business, even our, our big multi-million dollar supplement company, like I'm exiting out of that. I'm exiting out of all my other stuff. I closed down a few corporations. I just started making my life really, really simple and my business. And uh, it, it I mean, it was so bad to the point where 
I, look, I had a lot of stuff happen over a very short period of time when my mom was diagnosed from cancer and passed away at age 63. Um, my father-in-law was diagnosed with a brain tumor that he ended up dying. The businesses were all just going on. And I got so stressed. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And stress was, was definitely a huge part of that. And then they said, I have to go on methotrexate, which is a chemo drug. And just it was just like the weight of the world on my shoulders. And the one thing was like this. All right, let me just do one thing. Like, at least if I could start with my business, you know, there was something I can't control my mom passing, but I can control like the stress level with my business and that'll make me less cranky and that'll, you know, and, and everything just kind of went from there. And I, like I said, I would do anything for, for you guys over the book because it just, I don't say that for a lot of, I don't say that for any book, really. That was the book. So you, you walk through how you have all these corporations. You even mentioned you had a multi-million dollar or still have a multi-million dollar supplement company that you're exiting out of. So many people who are listening to this show, some of them are still in an employee role. Maybe they want to start a side business. Maybe they would just want to climb the corporate ladder. We have a lot of business owners who are just trying to scale their business. We've got stay-at-home parents that are trying to strike that balance between managing the kids and having an identity outside of the home. You know, we all have this dream of that finish line that, you know, for you having a multi-million dollar company, Company, that is the finish line for many people. And for you to wake up and say, wait, that's not my one thing. What, what do you mean that's not your one thing? Yeah, it, it wasn't. And, and the other thing, the other thing I didn't mention is that my biggest role, my most important role are my children. And I have four kids. And as of, as of today, they're seven, nine, 11, and 13. And that was always like my thing. Like I wanted to be a hands-on dad. I want to go to all the events. I coach baseball. I've coached lacrosse, even though I don't know how to play. I've coached soccer. <laughs> I've coached it all. And I love it. I love being home with my kids at 3.30 every day and just spending the whole day with them, the whole afternoon and the night, dinner and all that stuff. The homework, not so much. My wife's better at that. <laughs> um, but you know, for me, it really was never about the money. And I know that sounds, oh, it's easy to say now, Ryan. Er. My first job out of college, I was a recreational therapist in a children's rehab hospital um, for six years, not six months, six years. And that was my career. Like, working in a children's rehab hospital. I'm like, I'm helping kids. I had kids with spina bifida and cerebral palsy and spinal cord injuries, kids who had been shot, you name it. I've seen so many kids pass away more than any human should ever see in their life in those six years. But it was, it was always about helping people and making an impact. The entrepreneurial thing was always like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. I, I kind of had this gift for it. I love helping even more people. It's great to help the kids, but I can go on the internet. And I was doing sports and fitness at the, at the time. And I could help more people. It was, I was like, this is awesome. I, I remember I was still living in my parents' basement in like 99. And I get an email from someone. I wrote an article about sports training and someone emails me from Japan. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it was always about the impact. And the business just because I was so excited about it and, and I really studied marketing, it started to take off. But that was never the end, the end for me. Like um, even now, if I made 20, 30 grand, I, I'm happy. Like, as long as my wife and my kids are good and I could spend time with them, the money doesn't matter. Like even here, I'm, I'm in my basement. I don't care. I, and, and I've never been a material. That's the thing. Maybe I've just never been a material guy. Um, I learned really well from my dad. Uh, he worked hard. He worked in a, a yarn store. He owned a yarn store for like 20, 30 years. And he's just said, you know, it's, ne it's never going to be about the money, the material things. Just it's always been about family mm -hmm. for me and Jeff Woods, of course. So what I'm hearing you say, Ryan Lee, you're my new favorite person ever, um, <laughs> is that you look at building all these corporations and, and you realize that it wasn't contributing towards your goal of being present with the family. It was actually contaminating that. 100%. I was traveling more. I became a quote-unquote guru and I was living that life and I was traveling a lot. And, I was and it, it was also causing me to kind of stay out late. I was, I'm never a big drinker and I was getting drunk. Like I was just being someone I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it was all this, like living up to this, oh, you got to start another business. You got to start another business. Look how great Ryan is. Oh my God, he's just started another business. He did. And I, it was kind of feeding into me and it was, it was becoming an important part of like my ego. Like, oh, look at all this stuff I can do. And it was hard for me to let it go because that's what I was known for. And that be, had become part of my identity. But when the book kind of gave me this permission to just be like, it's okay. And even for a while, I even fell into the hole. I got to get the big office. And I had the office suite and I started hiring people. And I was miserable. It was like people coming in. Oh, this person said this. I'm like, I don't care. What are you bothering me? But leave me alone. Uh, I just want to be left alone. Uh, so I just started to really. It wasn't what I really wanted. And the book was like, 
it's okay. Just do the one thing. And the business is actually even better now and it's less stress. And I'm so friggin' happy. And I've I've lost like more weight. I'm just everything's great, man. It's just I it's just the biggest weight off my shoulders. So here's I'm actually re-listening to the one thing on Audible just because repetition, repetition, repetition. I've listened to it 30 times. And he's not kidding, by the way. Uh but I heard Gary say the one thing really is about at his core, living a life of no regret. And what if you could identify the type of life you wanted to live, the things that really mattered to you, the legacy that you wanted to leave, and you made sure that every single day when you took a step forward in your life, it was making sure that it lined up to getting you to the destination that you wanted to be going. I, I speaking from personal experience, have been distracted by chasing the shiny objects. It, it was vanity more than anything, what other people would think about me instead of asking what really mattered and making sure that everything that I did every single day actually lined up like with you saying, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be home at 3.30 and be able to be present with them for the entire day. How amazing is that? It's hard to describe. Um, and I turn away a lot of business. I leave a lot of, and people say the phrase all the time, you know, leaving money on the table. I happily leave a lot of money on the table. In return, I get a lot of life, <laughs> you know? I leave the money, but I'm but I'm living a fuller life, and I have no just look. And there are some people that are driven, you know. I know Gary Vaynerchuk, he like he wants to buy the Jets and be but That's cool, like that's his path. That makes him happy. That fulfills him. I am happy for him truly. Like I don't judge anyone, not me. Like it's it's not my path. I don't want that. I I could build more businesses. I could build more companies. I could speak. I get asked to speak every single weekend. I'm not saying that to sound cocky. I do. I get always asked to speak and I say no every, the only time I say yes is if it's like within like a one hour drive and it fits in my schedule. If it's on the weekend, no, I'm not doing it. So I'm glad I get to do that. Um, and I am thankful. And yes, it's easier now to say it when you have, when you have money, but being able to do that uh, and know what's most important, because to me, nothing is as important as like being there for my kids activities. And even when all my girls were, I have three girls and a boy and the three girls for a while were all in dance. Those are long dance recitals. Yeah. Let's, let's be certain. Like they were three hour dance recitals and they'd run them four or five times over the week. So I'd, I'd sit through like 12 hours of dance. It was torture, but I still didn't want to miss it. And I still wanted to be there more than I wanted to be at a marketing event. That's right. So that's what gives me my drive and my juice. And I run everything through a filter of the profit and the hassle. Right? Is it high profit, high hassle, high profit, low hassle, low hassle, high profit, low hassle, low profit? So you just got to run it through those filters. Um, and every day you got to ask everything that comes to me is like, is this bringing me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? If it's bringing me further away, I say no, even if it's a lot of money. And it took me a while to get there. It really did. But by, by focusing on, using the word again, the one thing and our one core business, it just simplifies it and it makes saying yes and saying no even easier. So for the people who aren't up to speed yet with who you are, what is your one core business now? So our core business, it's a brand called <laughs> Freedom. That's not free dime for all the wise ass at home. Um, no, it's, it's Freedom. And that's and that, for the people who are not seeing this on video, it's spelled F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. So that's why I said Freedom. -E -E oh yeah, because not everyone's watching this on yeah. video. You should be. But it's, it's Freedom and it's really like the the... I call it the Netflix for online business for lifestyle entrepreneurs. And it's a membership site, kind of like Netflix, where you pay a monthly fee and we give you more training than you'll ever use, to put it bluntly. We, we add a new training every single day. There's a lot of marketers who add a training a week or one a month. It's a training every single day. Um, and we have over a thousand hours now. Uh, but it's not overwhelming because you pick what you want. If you want to learn how to do membership sites or market or social media marketing, and it's the whole idea is that you could come in and it's not one of these places where you get upsold and pitched and add into your $20,000 spoon with Ryan mastermind, like all this stuff that they keep throwing at you. It's, it's no hype, no cheese. It's just, it's real training. So everything now is focused towards there. Like if we have, like even uh, depending on what people watch this recording, I'm doing a live training tomorrow for, for my audience, for, for our members. And it's going to be that what's tomorrow's training. I don't, we do so many trainings. I don't even remember. It's a good one. You don't want to miss it. I think it's about, I think it's maybe about a one page membership site. There you go. But it, it's it's just and we do it fun too. Like business should be fun, and whatever you do, you should have a sense of fun too. Even if it's something that maybe isn't the most fun, maybe if you own a dry cleaning place, it doesn't matter. Like have fun, smile, interact, like make people's lives better.
Mm-hmm. And and part of the reason that Ryan and I are having this conversation, I am a firm, firm believer in the Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That is the quote that got me started. It's a big reason why I chose to move my family from Southern California here to Austin because I said, hey, if Gary Keller and Jay Papazan were two of my five, that would be pretty awesome. But one of the things that I learned early on, Gary has always said, your business is your database. For a lot of people, that means email list. You don't, you know, it doesn't matter how many fans you have on Facebook because you do not control that customer. You can't interact with that customer. I talked about this very openly in episode nine, where I sat down with Jay and we talked about the big mistake that we made over the first year. We had this email list. I came in and instead of focusing on bringing value first, we focused on selling. And just every single week, we were hitting our email list and overall undermining the brand of the one thing to try to sell um, our flagship course, Time Blocking Mastery. That wasn't the company that I wanted to build. That wasn't the experience that I wanted people to have. And at the core of it, Gary, there are very few books that Gary has handed me, but two that he highly suggested that I read happened to do with creating a membership business, where instead of selling a customer once, how do you get a customer to sign up at a lower investment on a monthly basis and build a long-term relationship with them. And we're going to be, depending on what this is going live, we're doing our founding member launch for our membership platform because that's that's my one thing for our business this year is to shift to membership so that we don't have to hit over and over again. But for the right people who want to do business with us, it can be a long-term thing and we can add a tremendous amount of value. Uh, yeah, the, the I love it. Like, you know, now shifting kind of talking business yeah, so shifting like membership really is everything. The recurring revenue that a membership generates because it's it's one thing to sell a product, right? So here, buy this glass, you know, five bucks. But once you buy it, the transaction over. But if we send you a glass of the month club, you know, twenty dollars a month, and you sell a new set of glasses, now we got that recurring revenue and the cash flow and everything that comes along with it. If you look at the business, the biggest businesses in the world, they're all going to subscription models. Whether it's Amazon and their Amazon Prime and, and Netflix and Apple you know, with iTunes and the Apple Music and you name Google, I pay them just for like space and apps and the, the every big business wants to build that subscription revenue. And, and, and most of the people watching, our world is doing it through membership sites, through content, maybe software, which I built as well. So I love that recurring revenue. And it is it is great to have, I mean, my business is, in terms of simplicity, my business is very simple. We have our email list and we have our membership site. And the email list, we email, believe it or not, I email every single day. Value, content, entertainment, we make it fun. And then at the end, there's usually a little soft pitch for the membership site. Like, hey, here you go. If you want more, if you want the full training, click here to join. And if not, that's cool too. Like, no, join now or it goes away or add bonus or, you know, all this crap. Like people are just tired of that stuff. You know, you have some people on one side who, who have an email list who never email their list. And then you have the other people who just get you on the list and they just hammer you with sales pitch after sales pitch after affiliate offer and, and a launch. And it's this endless cycle of stuff. And this, I've just broken away from that. This is such an easier way to, and better and less stressful and more simple way to run your business. And, that, and for those of you who haven't heard episode nine, you should listen to it. But uh, that's exactly what we did for the first year. I walked in to a list where they had been just never sold, just adding value on a weekly basis. And I walked in, given the task to create six figures in revenue in 90 days or less. And I just started hitting the list over and over again, thinking about the short-term gain, but not thinking about the very first thing, one of the very first things Gary Keller ever said to me, which was, we spent five years writing the one thing so that the bar for quality would be here. And then he got on his tippy toes and reached really high and said, your job is to raise the bar, not lower it. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, Some of the the hardcore marketing tactics can generate some revenue short term. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. But it's the long term that where people start to, where they don't realize the long term effect. So when I used to speak on stages with all these marketers and the gurus, and I was at the, and I would pitch on stage and I did all that stuff, right? If I look back all those years ago, I did that. There's very few that are even around anymore. I'm one of the last ones standing because they kept hitting their list and hitting the list and burning the bridge and ruining all the trust. And then you, there's only so many times you can go back to the well, and they're they're there's some of them I have no idea what they do. 
They could be back selling cars. I have no clue. But I've always, at least the one thing I've always done is try to always deliver and be a good person and deliver good quality um, and not sacrifice short-term profits over long-term wealth. Um, the short-term, that stuff, is, it's very seductive. You know, It's, hey, you mail for me, I'll mail for you. Well, I don't know your product, but I'll make an easy five grand. And it, you know, it, think long-term. That is such, if there's one thing you can walk away from this with, it's been the single thing that has, um, when I look at the vision for our company moving forward, it's I refuse to chase short-term dollars over building long-term value and trust with you. It's a big reason why we're doing the podcast. So um, this is kind of one of those shots for the people who are interested in how they can begin to incorporate membership into their world. I wanted to have Ryan turn the tables on me because we literally... All of my focus now that I launched the One Thing podcast, that was my one thing. Then my one thing shifted to hiring an executive assistant. I accomplished that. Now my one thing is launching our membership platform so that I can stop selling and just be focused on adding value and giving the right people the opportunity to join should they see it as a fit. So let's have a conversation around what we're doing and and figure out how I can structure this in a way that brings maximum value to people. So I, I would probably start with the question of, you know, What's the financial goal? Like, where do you guys want to get to? If you had X number of people at X number per month, like, what are we looking at? Yeah, I, I, my goal that I cast for this year was to get 3,000 people in our membership platform. And that's less of a monetary driver. And it's more of what it does for us in terms of our long-term goals. Our goal is ultimately to build a technology platform in the productivity space. And the domino, like what's the one thing we can do such that by doing makes everything else easier or unnecessary, that's a big long-term vision. If I can get 3,000 people into a membership platform where we are interacting with them on a regular basis, adding value to them, um, that becomes an incubator for everything else we do in the future. And that's raving fans. Okay, but right now this this first iteration is really a content play, right? Yeah. So, and what he means by that is that um, what will primarily be in the membership platform will be content. Yes, my my goal is to get in. We're going to do a pre sell of this and open up um, what we call our founding members. We did this for our master course, and it was tremendously successful because instead of just guessing what people want, we actually get the right people on the bus and then survey them, work with them, and customize the platform to their needs. Um, and we're going to figure out where are they today. Where do they ultimately want to be when it comes to their productivity? And what are those major milestones that they need to hit? And then how do we craft specific trainings around that that will get them from where they are to where they want to be? Okay. So there's, and so there's a few things to think about. Number one is when people come in, right? Are they, do you want them to have access to like this, a core training course to get everyone up on the same page? Because that's important. Because a lot of times people have a membership site and there's just lots of stuff. And everyone's, someone comes in here, someone comes in here, and everyone's at different levels. So it's, I'm almost asking you and suggesting that there go. you do have some kind of core course. Like they come in, here's the, the one thing master course. Like it, it's almost like an, on, an onboarding process where it's like everyone should go through here when you first get started. Yes, I, I do plan on doing that in terms of exactly what will be involved in that. I don't know yet because I need, that's again, why we're going to get the founding members in so that we can identify what they need to know. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at it like what's, kind of from A to Z, like what's the basics, right? Like almost like the book on steroids, right? If we had to break it down to a three or four or six and eight module thing, even if it's only five or 10 minutes each, just getting them in. Then we have to look at, the, the question is how much content do we start with, right? Because when someone comes in day one, they don't want to see one five minute video. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm kind of talking to you and giving advice at the same time. Um, because a lot of the a lot of the stuff, a lot of the basics will be the same for membership sites. I, I would say that you you'd want I usually start with about three to four months of content already in there. Okay. So if if you plan and then we gotta say, well, what does that mean? Right? What does your content look like? What, there's one end of the the spectrum where it's like, you know, once a month. So once a month is the absolute minimum you should create. On the other end of the spectrum is freedom. Every day, <laughs> right? So, most people are going to fall a little bit in between. You know, do we want more of a volume play? Do we? My my gut is telling me that because of you guys and your high end brand, it's probably going to be less less quantity, more quality. My thought was originally because our whole brand really is about focus, 
simplicity, less is more. If we were able to deliver a really high quality, valuable training every single week that could be consumed in an hour or less, meaning anybody could fit it, fit it into their schedule, then we're not overwhelming people and we're delivering the maximum punch in the minimum dosage. Right. And, and once a week um, is, is what I would suggest as well. My buddy Stu McLaren does a lot with membership sites as well. And uh, he usually does, he'll, he'll divide it into like four different types of content. Like one is going to be an interview with someone else. So the first Monday of every month, it's going to be, you're interviewing a different expert or a different thing. Maybe the second one could be some type of behind the scenes with, you know, at, at the office with Gary or on the road. So there's, it's just a question of kind of mapping out all the different content pieces you could put together. You feel comfortable putting together, you know, your audience would like, and what you think your audience would like and your members would like is probably going to change um, based when they get in there. Like when we launched our first version of Freedom, we did the once a week content. I thought they were going to love these. We called them like our Freedom Labs. We were going in all the technical stuff. And we looked at the actual, like it's one thing for people to say something. It's another to actually look and see what they're doing. And I looked at the video views and it was like nothing. Like it was so much less than the other ones. What I, what I found was they, they love the real world interviews and case studies. So we started doing more of those, right? The membership, people go in with a very like, this is it, this is what we're doing. You got to come in very fluid and you got to move fast, but you got to be agile as well and be able to shift. But I would say four pieces of content. I would, I would have at least one of those four though, something live. 100%, 100%. So th- there should be at least something live, you know, at, at least once a month, something with you, with the team, where there's, it could be a webinar, it could be an audio, it could be, Jeff, it could be you interviewing someone. Like this could be a live training thing. So if I was on here live with you versus a recorded interview, answering questions from the members, it has a whole different feel. And here's a little, a little piece of advice. Never ever call it an interview in the membership site because an interview feels like a podcast. It feels like it's free. Call it a case study, a coaching session, a training, a workshop, a big thing now I've been called for a, while, a masterclass, you know, but don't call it an interview. But people say, oh, join my membership site. It's an interview a week. Well, I, I can listen to Larry King for an interview. Uh, and he gets more interesting guests than you. So <laughs> don't make it an interview. Uh, so th- those are the four pieces. Then we have to start to look at, okay, is this going to be more just content you're putting out? Or do you want to have an actual community? Because Stu will take credit for it, but I'm the one who first said it. And I'll fight with Stu over this. They'll come, they'll come and they'll join for the content, but they'll stay for the community. So the question is, do you want to have a community? We will. And we already have a community on the back end of uh, the people who signed up for our masterclass for time blocking. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to turn that community into when you invest in any of the products, you'll get access to the community because I, I am a firm believer in we want to build a community. We want to build a family. We want to add value. And that having those people in one place where we can all interact is just, I've seen how valuable it is. It's crazy. But just, but just remember, if there's a, so let's say I buy a one-off product, right? And I'm put in your community. I'm now, it sounds to me like I'm now in the same community as the members, right? So now there's advantages and disadvantages of that, right? Advantages that because you're able to draw from different pools and different products and memberships and everyone's coming to one community, you're going to have more numbers and you're going to get a little bit more traction. The the disadvantage is if you're really focused on the membership site, the members don't necessarily feel any special or different from someone who just bought a, a $40 or $50 product. So, but, okay, so the uh, there's always a, a good and bad, right? The, the advantage though is if you're talking about content that was just released from your membership site. So let's say you're in the community. They say, oh man, don't forget next week at noon East Coast, we have a live masterclass with our guest, Ryan Lee. We're going to talk about membership sites. Click here to register for it. And now it's a password protected thing. So the members can log in, but the people who are not like, oh man, I, I want that. How do I join this membership site? So you, you lose some of that us against the world, like with freedom in our in our community, it's only for paid members. So we're all kind of in the world together. Yeah, there there are the pros and cons. When we look at when we look at the the forty thousand, like what's the billion dollar company that we're trying to build? 
it comes down to having a massive tribe of raving fans who are living what it takes to have a productive life. And the more people that we can get and connect together, we know the more value we can bring. Yeah, no. And um, there's definitely something to be said about that. And believe it or not, the past, the past month or two, I've been having this conversation with my, with, with my number one guy and my team as well. Because I'm, I'm on right now, it's a private community and we love it. Um, and there's still a few thousand members in there, but there's, there's a little piece of me. It's like, yeah, but it would be cool to kind of open it up and have a hundred thousand, you know, pretty quickly. But you, you just gotta, you gotta find out what's good for you. And, and you said the right thing. Like sometimes everyone's always focused on tactics, right? And tactical, tactical. What do I do? How do I get more engagement? When what I love about what you're doing and what your team is doing, let's take a step back and be strategic because strategy is everything. It's, strategy is going to make you wealthy, right? Tactics will make you some money. Strategy is what's going to make you wealthy. Well, this this is one of the benefits of having Gary Keller involved. I remember an early meeting I had with him. I showed him my vision for our quote-unquote publishing company, which we're no longer building a publishing company. And I probably took about 10 minutes to draw down the whiteboard. He said, yeah, that's that's good, Jeff. Um, How will that take down Amazon? (laughs) Now, not that he was literally saying we need to build something that will take down Amazon, that we will never want to do that. We're not going against their wardrobe. He's like, so don't even bother to be a publishing company, right? Well, just you're not thinking big enough. Great. That's a $10 million a year business you drew out. That's great. But you're not thinking big enough. How can you build something that would be so disruptive that metaphorically it could take down a a titan in their industry? Mm. Yeah. Look, I I like... Sitting back and thinking like that again. My one thing though is that that's cool, but again, for me, it's not for you. Probably not, Um, because I know the work that's going to be required to do that, and I'm not willing to do it. Uh, Even if it meant, even if they said, "Look, twenty years down the road, you'll be a billionaire, but you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to work till eight, nine o'clock at night." Oh, I live here in a town called New Canaan, Connecticut. All of my friends are really successful. They, they own hedge funds and VC firms. Like these are the guys that people go to for the money that the guys were sitting around at, at dinner. They're like, oh yeah. And then we're, you know, we're trying to close another thing. You know, it's, it's like two or $3 billion. Like it's, you know, like nothing. So I, I get the game, but I also see how many hours they put in. And I'm just, you know, even a billion, like I wouldn't do it, but that's cool. Like if you know your vision and you know your strategy and then go for it, you got to make, you got to make the decisions according to what's that thing. inside of Keller Williams, I remember early on, Jay said to me, you're in startup world, you're going to have to work hard, but just know that if you're here past 5 p.m. consistently, people are going to begin to question your values because we really believe the values of the company are God, family, then business in that order. Yeah, great. Yeah. So for somebody like a Gary to say, all right, how can we build something that disruptive, but know at the core that God, family, then business in that order. Well, he's a rare he's a rare beast. Well, that that's where I'm lucky. Yeah, no, no. There's very, very few. Most people are like, it's business, and we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to that goal no matter what. You know, it's the whole hustle mentality now. Work, 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 work while other people are sleeping. You know, they make you feel guilty if you want to watch a show on Netflix. Like, I'm all about like I'm. I work hard. I was a sprinter in college. I love. I ran the hundred meter dash. Like you go all out, but then you take a break, right? Then you recharge your batteries. And you make sure you're eating well and you make sure you're sleeping and recovering because you can't, you can't keep that pace up. You burn out, you get stressed out, and then you just stop. Well, again, it's, it's about a life of no regrets. And if for you, like you're saying, if for you burning the midnight oil and that, that's what makes you happy, then go do you. Exactly. Do, do, whatever makes you happy, I'm happy for you. Uh, if you want the billion and, and you want to work 20 hours a day and it makes you happy, cool, man, good. I'm happy for you. You found your thing. So, so here's why I share this. We were in a mastermind recently with Gary and he, somebody talked about, I'm forgetting the exact context, but he was talking about work ethic. And Gary said that um, working longer hours is cheating. And the, the whole room's looking at him like, what do you mean? He said, anybody, even if they have a low level of skill, can work their way toward a result. But that's cheating because you're cheating yourself out of living a full life. 
What if you had to establish barriers where you could only work from nine to five or eight to five, and you had to be as efficient and effective as possible in those hours because at 5 p.m., boom, you are done and it's time to actually live your life. Yeah. Working long hours no longer, like that's not the solution. You got to raise your skill set. You got to be more effective with the time that you do work. Right. And and people, but now society's kind of come to the point where it's like, well, at least in the marketing space and the online, the hustle gurus and stuff, everything's like, it's almost like a people wear it like badge a of honor. Badge of honor. Yeah. You know, hey man, I just worked 18 hours last week. I'm getting mine. No, you're out of your mind is what you're at, what you're doing. You can get so much more done in short, focused amount of time. It's funny because when I read the one thing um, and I was starting to change, I'm like, this guy gets it. Like, because I was, I always worked in chunks and I always blocked off my Fridays anyway. Like, I always did stuff like that, but I never saw it like explained that way. And it, to, for him to put it in the, in the clarity, but that's, I 100,000% agree with that methodology. You can get it done, but when you put those time, like, there's the, the old saying that if you want anything done, ask the busiest person you know. Like me with, with the businesses and the four kids, we I will get it done and I'll be there on time and I won't drop the ball because I have no choice. And I know no matter what, I'm done by 3.30 because I'm going to be with my kids. Uh, so that's this was the exception because I knew ahead of time, my, two of my kids were going to a dentist. My wife was taking them and two were at uh, one of their friends' house. So I'm like, I had this window today, <laughs> which was great. Normally, I, normally I'm done by 3.30. I could talk about this stuff all day, but I know we went a little off track with no, the it's all good. Well, here's here's the reason why I shared that story about Gary is because I realized the type of company that I want to build and the type of experience I want for you, the listener, the fan. I want to every single interaction that we have that you feel valued, you feel respected, and you feel special. And what an amazing business would it be if we could just focus on delivering massive amounts of value to you, whether it's in our emails, whether it's the podcast, the videos, and then for the select group of you that choose to want to do business and do training with us, you can join this membership. But that membership underwrote the entire business and allowed us just to focus on bringing value. It, it is the one thing. It is. It, that, that's amazing what you guys are doing. And know what, you know what happens when you guys go to more of a, instead of product, 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 and it's more just membership site, your business shifts from always having to make a sale to let's focus on just keeping our members happy. Because that's really core of it. Because if the members don't stay, if you don't have retention, and if you have a high churn, there's no point in having a membership site. It's even more stressful. But if you focus on, we, you know, we have thousands, we have 3,000 members in there. How are we going to make them happy today? How are we going to make them smile? And it just, you, you become happier delivering, they become happier receiving. And it's just a different, like Netflix can get, because they have tens of millions of members now, they can give so much. You could, you look at their shows, their shows are so good. Like Stranger Things, come on. That's a great show. (laughs) Because they can do that. They now have the resources and they just pour it right into just delivering. Same thing with Amazon, same thing with Hulu, same thing with you know, app like all these companies that are doing this that could focus on subscriptions and membership. It's it it it's a win win for everybody. Well, this just happened because Amazon reached out to us and said, "Hey, we want to make the one thing available for free for uh, over um, that the unlimited e- e- thing. ebook, yeah, ebook yeah. version for all of our Prime members." And I said to Jay, I "said because we still get paid a royalty on that. It's it's not the same royalty, but we still get paid. But they're giving it away for free." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because." They just want to keep their members happy, right? Oh yeah, and they'll they'll give they'll they'll basically take all the the, the money and percentages and divide it up based on download. There's there's some cool formulas they do there, uh, but they just want to make them happy because they know the people that spend the fifty or sixty bucks a month on Prime are going to spend X amount more, and they're going to keep going back to the store with the free shipping. It's very it's a very very smart way to run your business, which is why. I've been I've been doing memberships now for 17, 18 years, but uh, which is why I'm refocused on this one. Um, and for me, the one thing with freedom is it's like the Netflix. For you guys, you're going to do that weekly training. So I ask everyone who's watching this: if you are in a business or you're an entrepreneur, find ways to create that subscription revenue, um, and you'll see what happens when you focus on it. And Gary said something interesting in a, in another mastermind where he was talking to some of the top agents in the country, and he was encouraging them to start a membership program. And these are real estate agents. And they're saying, well, what are people going to pay? He said, well, what could you create that would be so valuable? You could give it away for free, but people would be willing to pay for it 
anyways. And you had certain people who created just by being submitting their email, they were, quote, a member of this agent's team and they got all this free stuff and just value, value, value. And what ended up happening, happening over the long run was more referrals started to come in the door. The business started to grow because they had built a community around their business. Absolutely. Community is everything. People have to know if you're building a membership, or even if you don't have a membership, if you just want to build a social media following or a list or, and sell other products, sell houses, sell whatever, people have to know that you really have their back, that you're never going to sell them out for any amount of money. And if they truly know that, they will reward you with a lifetime of loyalty. Like They won't price shop. I'm telling you they won't because they know you got their back. Yeah, And you must not only say you do, but you must demonstrate it too. And, and that is sometimes leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. That's not trying to monetize every single interaction and everything you do. We're on the same page. Yeah, we are. So, all right. So I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying in terms of identifying some level of core information that they get right off the bat so that there's a level playing field, there's a level of indoctrination and onboarding, understanding that there's some bankroll of content so they've got something to sink their teeth into. I've got an idea around the types of content what are some of the biggest mistakes that we could be making that I'm not even aware of? One is not focusing on the community enough. Mm-hmm. And with that, bringing people from content to community, from community back to content, kind of going back and forth. So a little thing we've done. So this is like a tactical thing, right? At the bottom of all of our content, it's like, hey, discuss this training in our community. And we'll, we use a Facebook group for our community. We'll create a Facebook post specific to that piece of content, send them over there so people can ask questions about that piece of content. So that's, that's a mistake is not bringing back and forth between the two. Also, not highlighting members, not giving them a platform. A lot of times, membership sites or, or membership site owners or content creators, it's all about me. And look how great I am. And look at this. And let me answer yeah. every question. Let me jump in. When a lot of times it's about stepping back and elevating your members. So we have members now. We have one woman, we gave her a, a monthly column on the site. We have another guy who's done Facebook and we've interviewed him like three or four times about detailed Facebook training. So we have like, and they're just regular paying members and we've elevated them. So it's not about you. Like elevate the members. Well, re- real quick on that, we had this happen with our Time Blocking Mastery course where we had a certain number of people that were founding members that opted in and said, hey, we want to be community mentors. And they helped manage the community. And there was one woman, Valerie, who just still, you know, year and a half later almost, is still in there every single day, commenting on every post, managing and the community. Like, and you need... And here's the here's Valerie, people, we freaking love you. That's, that's what I was going to say. You need to give Valerie some public love too. She needs to see in an email a picture of Valerie. Here's our superstar of the month. I mean, I have people, you're saying a year and a half. I have some people like there's a guy in my membership site, Scott Colby and Bronco. Scott Colby has been with me and been in my tribe since 1999. Okay. You're talking 17, 18 years, right? Still in the group every single day. These are people you have to highlight and elevate them. And another thing that, that people don't do is we create content and once it's done, it's, it's a month old, two months old, we kind of forget about it. And we think the members forget about it. If it's evergreen, which a lot of content is, a lot of content doesn't go stale after a week, unless you're talking about like Facebook marketing, which changes every minute. But most things are pretty evergreen or can be. Re- remind people of the stuff. So we'll do in our community, hey, here's a training you might have missed. So we did that. We did our Freedom Fest event a, a year and a half ago, and people didn't watch every single video. So so the other day I said, oh, you might have missed this talk by Jonathan Fields. Check this out. We got like all these comments saying, oh my God, I, I can't believe I missed this one. It was great. I was in tears and I loved it. Thank you so much for showing me this again. So it just keeps re-showing them that, you know, here's the value um, and here it is again and here it is again in case you might have missed it. So don't don't make the mistake of just doing it once and then because you saw it once, like you, you think everyone just saw it once and they forget about it because people are coming in at different times as well. That's right. Beautiful. All right, brother. Well, I, I feel like I've got a, a whiteboard next to me that I'm ready to get in front oh, we of could and do start. This. I, I, I mean, I do these workshops for like multiple days, so I can go on and on and on. And you know, it's a little challenging because I know people are going to be listening to this, so we can't do a screen share, and I can't go in and show you all that stuff. But the the other thing, the other the here's the big thing. Um, well, in terms of marketing your membership site, 
we email pretty frequently and I'm always giving them different reasons to join the membership site. So like I'll highlight a different piece of content in the email. I'll have a different theme we'll talk about. So if you guys, one day we're talking about time blocking. Oh, say, by, oh, by the way, don't forget our time blocking training is coming in two days or it was just uploaded yesterday. Click here. And when they click here, they're, and they're logged in, they go to see it. And if they're not logged in, say, sorry, you must be a member to access this piece of content. The, the benefit of the membership site is that it gives you a, virtually unlimited reasons to continue to reach out to your subscribers, your email subscribers, and tell them about what's going on within the membership. It's, it's such an exciting model and such a great business. I'm trying to think of what, God, there's so many things. You, you have to make it so outstanding. The offer is so good that people can't wait to take their wallet out. Oh, and I'm going to give you the million dollar tip right now. Here we go. I don't know if you're ready for this one. This might, this might have to be part two. This might have, no. Uh, here's, the, here's the million dollar tip in terms of selling the membership site. And my tip is don't sell the membership site. Good night, everybody. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. <laughs> yes, please. No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I really want to join the one thing membership site and pay 20 or 30 or 50 a month, right? They have certain problems. They, they need the problem solved. What you should do is to sell a membership site, you do mini promos and you, you highlight a specific thing. And then you say, oh, by the way, you get this free when you become a member. So what's like one good training, one, good, one big thing you guys can talk about? Give me one thing in, in, within your one thing methodology. We could talk about easy ways to battle distraction. We could talk about um, ways to transform your to-do list. We could talk about... Okay, to-do um, list. Okay, yeah. right there. So that's like... so that's. One thing within the big program, within, so within the big scope of the one thing universe and training, the to-do list is one specific thing. That could be, so it, you'd set up like a separate landing page called, you know, the ultimate to-do transformation, you know, the, t- the to-do transformation system or whatever it is, right? And you promote that to-do training. We'll give you seven to-do checklists. We'll give you our template. We'll get, we have two hours of to-do training, all this stuff. And, and, you know, it's a $30, $50, $100 value. You're going to get this all free when you try our, you know, one thing membership. Just click here and it's all you, as opposed to always hitting them with the same thing. Join the, join the membership, join the membership. You highlight different things because people are going to join for different reasons. We had a lot of people join with a live training we did about our $99, $97 newsletter. And I did the case study of how we got over 2,000 members. We had people join for that. We have people join when we do a specific thing about Facebook traffic and doing advanced things with retargeting. So you're going to get different people joining for different reasons. Um, but but take one sm- thing that might seem small and almost inconsequential, like, oh, it's to-do training, and hi- pull that out, highlight that, promote that, and say, oh, by the way, that's included when you do your membership. Are you actually giving them the training? Oh, yeah. Got it. So you, sh- you, you give them that module basically and say, look, this is what you... Here you go. This is free. But this is the type of stuff that's included. It's all about promos. So for example, we did our Freedom Fest a year and a half ago, right? It was a, it was a two-day live in-person event. We got the cameras, we recorded everything. It was great. We had all these amazing guests. And that was a year and a half ago. Last week, I did a little mini promo. I said, hey, we're looking to do Freedom Fest too. Oh, by the way, if you're interested, you could, you know, when you join today, you're going to get access to every single Freedom Fest video from Freedom Fest 1. And the whole promo was about Freedom Fest. Oh, by the way, when you when you join when you join, you're going to get this all for free, as opposed to just talking about the membership site. So highlighting different things, but it's every that's transformative because because I'm telling you, I know it seems like a simple thing, but it's not because no one does it because everyone tries to promote just the membership site. And when you do this, it it's a million dollar difference. Well, here's 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 one of the big ahas that I had over the last year when I was still in medical device sales. And my income gets slashed by 40%. I know I need to start a business, but I realize I need to find mentors. I focus on finding mentors. And the big rock, the big lesson that I got is add value. Everything that you do come from contribution. Add value. And it's how I was able to scale the mentee into a top 20 business podcast, how I was able to turn it into a six-figure business. And then the moment I show up here to work with Gary and Jay, that's the first thing I threw out the window was stop focusing on adding value and just focus on selling. And it was and it was a disaster. And so I love that. And you because, wanted to show it. I mean, correct. you wanted to say, look, I'm here. You brought me in. Let me make some sales. I get it. Right. You know? But you know, there's really no amount of sales that I can generate that, you know, would justify undermining the brand. It's just it's just not true. No, no, absolutely. Um, and you took but look, 
here's the thing. You were smart enough to, and you guys, were, you and your team were smart enough to take a step back and say, okay, this is wrong. Let's regroup because we all make mistakes. And then you own up to it. You say, let's look, I screwed up. Like yeah. we were doing this. I was, on, I was trying to like make money. That was wrong. That's not us. So I'm sorry. Here's what we're doing going forward. And, that's, and a lot of people don't do that either. Jeff, they, they bury their head in the sands and they, they hope that everyone ignores it when they don't. And just own up to it. People, it, it's like a journey, right? And people, let them take that journey with you. But when your heart's in the right place, you truly, truly care about people and want to deliver value, it's hard to lose. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Ryan Lee from freedom.com. If you are interested in checking out his site, it is F-R-E-E-D-Y-M.com. And that link will be in the description in the show notes below. Uh, A lot of things really stand out to me in this conversation. At a a 40,000 foot level, it is understanding that you need to play a longer term game. It is so easy to chase short term dollars. When you look at all the publicly traded companies, they operate on a 90 day cycle. All they care about is getting the numbers where they need to be for the next quarter's earnings. The problem is when you play a short term game, you often make sacrifices that build long term value and long term brand. This is something that, you know, a blessing and a curse. When Gary originally said to me, look, your job is to raise the bar for quality, not lower it. It was a curse in the sense that it makes it that much harder to operate the business, but it's such a blessing because I know that what we are building here will last decades because at the core of it is value. So please keep that in mind in whatever you are doing, whether that be in your business, whether that be in your relationships with people, how can you add value today with the long-term in mind? For those of you who are in business, Take what Ryan said to heart. If you are not in the type of business today where you have reoccurring revenue, is there a way that you can begin to incorporate that? There are two specific books that Gary Keller recommended that I read. The first was The Automatic Customer, and the second was The Membership Economy. We'll link to both of those here in the description. I've read both of those books, formed a relationship with one of those authors, and, and that there's a big reason why when it comes to the business this year, Forming a membership platform is the one thing. I am sick of waking up every single month having an overhead for my business and feeling like I have to go out and sell you. That's not the experience that I want for you. And that's not why we're in business. I would much rather have my one thing be delivering amazing value to you every single week, knowing that every now and then there's going to be an opportunity for some of you to join our membership platform where we can go so much deeper and help you live a productive life. That's what this is all about. So we mentioned at the mid-roll that we're coming up with our founding members here any minute. So if you have not already said, raised your hand and said you'd be interested in being a founding member for this new platform, go ahead and text the word founder to the number 33444. Again, that's text the word founder to the number 33444. That way, when we open the doors to our founding members, we can let you know, should you decide to go ahead and join us, we would love to have you. And if it's not a fit, no worries at all. But at least raise your hand because that is going to be opening any minute. So there you have it. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.